Hello everyone, this is Sienna's podcast and today we'll be talking about the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act that was signed into law on March 23, 2010. The United States is the only wealthy industrialized nation without universal health coverage. The Affordable Care Act, or ACA, widely known as Obamacare, was enacted to increase the number of insured, improve quality of care, and reduce healthcare costs. Individual consumers are now able to purchase health insurance which subsidizes those with income up to 400% of the federal poverty line. Since the ACA has been passed, the past few years showed reductions in the number of uninsured persons, yet nearly 30 million remain uninsured. Millions more are underinsured and the number of uninsured persons is expected to continually rise. This is the result of congressional policy decisions, including the prohibition on premium tax credits to undocumented immigrants and limiting eligibility for premium tax credits and cost-sharing reduction assistance to people with incomes under 400% of the federal poverty level, as well as some states' decisions not to broaden Medicaid eligibility after a 2012 U.S. Supreme Court decision that made expansion optional. The ACA remains controversial and has been subject to repeal attempts, court challenges, and regulatory changes that may undermine its effectivity and viability. How does this affect healthcare organizations and finance, you may ask? The ACA introduced and encourages cost management practices and procedures of the health professionals under the guidance of an independent advisory board. However, shortage of health professionals implies that cost containment will be limited unless healthcare rationing is practiced. According to ACP, one study estimated that in 2012, the United States spent $471 billion on billing and insurance-related costs. Another study concluded that administrative costs were 31% of total U.S. health care expenditures. Physicians and hospitals in the United States spend much more time on administrative activities. Physician practices in the United States spend $61,000 more per physician per year, dealing with insurers than Canada, for example. Hospital administrative costs make up to 25% of total U.S. hospital spending. Compared less numbers from other industrialized countries, insurance premiums continue to reflect high administrative costs to this day. In an effort to provide accessibility to more people, the ACA incorporated social determinants into their health policy. I have with me an individual who can explain further how the ACA incorporated these social determinants into policy and its effects. Hello everyone, my name is Jenny and like everyone, I'm also affected by healthcare policies and the ACA because it determines if my family and I will continue to have access to healthcare insurance. A little background about me, prior to ACA, I had very little knowledge of healthcare industry, how it worked, why I needed insurance, its cost, and implications in my daily living. As a young minority woman, my healthcare knowledge was little to none. With the enactment of ACA, I was given the access to inquire and obtain health insurance through my employer, who previously did not offer these healthcare benefits. With this knowledge, I was able to learn and educate myself on healthcare and how it affects my family and I. To start off, I want to first talk about fundamental cause theory. According to Hagenauer, fundamental causes are social statuses like individual social economic status, race, education level, and gender result in differences in health outcomes. Social status differences in health outcomes are reproduced over time 
even when interventions are present. Because privileged groups have resources that can be used to avoid risk or minimize the consequences of diseases, resources, for example, include money, knowledge, power, prestige, social connections, and demographics. The health policy community has initiated the observation of the impact of non-medical determinants of health, such as housing, nutrition, and social support on health outcomes and costs. This was spurred on by the Affordable Cares Act emphasis on prevention. The ACA represents the most significant federal effort to reduce health disparities in our country's history. Their agencies are specifically working to address health disparities experienced by underserved populations who have historically had poor access and health outcomes. The enactment of the ACA showed promise for low socioeconomic status, racial and ethnic minorities, but to this day, targeted efforts are still necessary to ensure that they are receiving the new benefits for which they are eligible. This act goals targets groups of people who have consistently had lower percentages of health insurance coverage is an attempt to expand serviceable resources such as access to health knowledge and preventative care to more marginalized populations. The enactment of the ACA affected my life significantly because I am an individual who would otherwise have no access to health care insurance. All right, Jenny, thank you so much for sharing your experience with the Affordable Care Act. Despite the enactment of the ACA, the number of uninsured persons did not significantly improve over the last few years. The number of uninsured continue to rise and we need significant changes to be made in our healthcare system. The ACP believes that United States should transition to a system that achieves universal coverage with essential benefits and lower costs. Coverage should not depend on a person's socioeconomic status, employment, or health condition, and also should ensure sufficient access to clinicians, hospitals, and other sources of care. Policymakers must develop and implement a transition process that minimizes confusion and disruption while ensuring stable coverage. The ACP believes that there is an immediate need for policy changes to slow spending growth, primarily in healthcare, administrative costs, prescription drug pricing, and low-value care. Highly variable pricing for public and private payers as well as patients also need to be addressed. The development of strategies to decrease the cost of healthcare and promote high-quality care efforts should aim to mitigate potential negative effects. Policymakers should consistently refine strategies implemented to reflect consumers' needs and the healthcare system landscape.